welcome to a podcast about something where each week I'm joined by fellow podcasters as we take a deep dive into whatever it is we find interesting. I'm your host, Calvin, and this week I'm joined by Daniel from the IMDb Journey podcast as we give out movie superlatives to time travel movies. How are you doing today, Daniel? I'm doing very well, Calvin. How about yourself? I'm good. It only took me three tries to get through that new intro, so I'm I'm pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Three's not bad. It could have taken ten, and then we'd be here all night. Oh, exactly. Like we've done, we've probably done worse before as well. Yeah. So this is, um, like we said, this is part of the uh, the movie superlative series that has started. Um, we've done two other episodes already. We did a Halloween themed episode with uh, our favorite ghost movies and a uh, non Disney animated movies. So today we're doing time travel movies, which works really good because it's kind of like we're time traveling since you're in Australia. I'm in Florida. You're already into Thursday. I'm still on Wednesday. So, you know, if you need to let me know of anything coming, go ahead. Uh, I might tell you on the hush hush in a little bit. I want to spoil the surprise for everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good <laughs> idea. So uh, why don't you tell my listeners about the IMDb journey? They've heard your promo here before uh, with the great, uh, the great testimonials in there, but uh, now they can hear it straight <laughs> from the horse's mouth. Yeah. So basically, myself and my co-host Dean, we're going through every film on the IMDb top two fifty list. So once a fortnight, we randomly pick a film and we break the whole thing down. We get That's two weeks for it. us over here in uh, in the states. Yes. Yes. We, we don't use those terms. <laughs> we do like to keep it very lighthearted along the way. We're definitely not afraid to hang shit on each other if our opinions are wrong. We've done, you know, a lot of different variety of films. We've done like Die Hard and The Matrix. We've tackled some classics like The Wizard of Oz and Singing in the Rain and even some uh, more recent ones like uh, Logan and La La Land. But uh, we decided to branch out from that as well as that we every other fortnight we do a Pod V Pod where we get other podcasts on to battle us in some different movie quizzes and drafts as well and we just we keep expanding everything we do we, we also get into some other segments as well we we actually review every other film that we watch during the fortnight as well we do uh bracket tournaments uh, top top five lists listen to questions we got heaps of variety on there lots of variety for everyone yeah and it's it's a great podcast if you haven't listened to them yet make sure you check them out um because like you said they they just keep it lighthearted. They, there's a lot of good banter there and uh, you get to learn something about movies that maybe you've not seen. That The IMDb Top 250 is a very robust list. And like you said, yeah. you're reviewing a lot of other things as well and doing the uh, the battles with other podcasters. So there's, there's always a lot to dive into. Um, how do you deal with, like, the, the IMDb Top 250 is ever-changing. So how do you deal with that if, if it comes up that you decide you're going to watch a movie and then it falls off the Top 250 before you actually get to it? Well, we haven't actually gotten to that point in time yet, but we we try to avoid like usually when it it changes, it's really only like those bottom ten films off the top two fifty. Right. So we've been very fortunate to not to have a random number pop up where it's between two hundred and forty and two hundred and fifty. But I guess if it does happen, then it sucks to be us. We just have to do another film. Yeah, then you get two hundred and fifty one films instead of exactly. two fifty. Yeah, I reckon by the time we oh. finish, we'll probably will have done about two fifty five, two sixty films. Who knows? Oh, I'm sure at least because like like we said, it's ever changing and there will be new ones coming, especially with new movies that are always not always better. But like there's a lot of newer movies that are better than older movies that are going to be bumping things off the list. Yeah, and we also do so. keep uh, the list updated on the podcast as well of what, what's happening within that list every fortnight or so. 
Yeah, I've got, um, you guys just did one on the Matrix, which I've been looking forward to listening to. I ha- it's on my queue. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I'm really excited to hear your take on the Matrix. It, that's, you know, one of my favorite film series in general. I, I like all three of them. Most people only like the first one, but I'm a big fan of all three. And uh, so I can't wait to actually listen to that. I'm a big fan of the, definitely the first one. I, I, I don't mind the second one. The third one is yeah, a bit iffy for me. But uh, actually, for The Matrix, it does end up on one of ours, number one in, in our list so far. Oh, cool. Yeah, I just, I, I I get the complaints with The Matrix. I just think it's cool that the, the Wachowskis built this entire world in, they didn't make perfect sense of it, but it all made sense within the world of the movie. And it, I, even it, the, the third one has redeemable qualities. Like, I really liked the final battle between Neo and Agent Smith and that whole thing there was a bit you know it was a bit heavy-handed in some other places yeah. but I, I i don't know it was enjoyable for me to watch and that's all i care about going to when i see movies oh the second and third one they definitely have their redeeming moments in there and it's just some of the just it loses me how, like in certain sections yeah it's no um uh maze runner part three which <laughs> I, as i told you before we started recording i've been watching today so uh it's, it's definitely a step up from that oh, of course um, so let's get into it. We're going to talk time travel movies. Um, and this is basically any movie where any character travels through time. Um, we're going to give out some made up awards and talk about the movies. This is just a way I like, I had this idea because there's so many movies that I like talking about, but it's kind of hard to put them in a box and, and to talk like I, if I just wanted to talk about, uh, Donnie Darko, like, I, I'm not a straight movie podcast, so I, w- I wouldn't want to do a review of it. But by saying, well, that's a time travel movie, I can talk about it and several other movies at the same time uh, because they all tie together in this one weird way. And these movies that tie together in the different categories that I've come up with, they, they always have kind of these common threads that are basically every time travel movie has something like this that you can tie them together with. Yeah, exactly. And all the other categories that we have done and will do in the future will have some some kind of common thread between them that we're going to tie together. Um, so the awards that we're going to be giving out today are uh, the worst single thing to happen because of time travel, the best single thing to happen because of time travel, the best time machine, obviously, uh, the best reason for time travel, like why why did the whoever traveled in time do it, and the coolest destination, where and when traveled to, would you like most like to be? And these awards we're going to be giving out, they're all completely subjective. They're just our opinions. So if you have a different opinion, you can always give us feedback through Twitter or email. Uh, do you guys have Twitter, email, Facebook, anything like that? Yeah, we've got it all. We've got uh, imdbjourney at gmail.com. You, uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash imdbjourney. And Twitter is at imdbjourney. It's just, we, we, we nabbed all of them. <laughs> Good, good job. Yeah, I'm, I'm only on Twitter at APA something. So if you have a problem with uh, with the things we choose, direct all your hate mail towards IMDb Journey <laughs> and tell me how great I am. I'm more than happy to take that. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's you ready to jump in? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the award for worst single thing to happen because of time travel. I'll let you go first. Okay. Now I could have chosen... Uh, this film I'm picking here, I could have chosen this for a bunch of the answers we got here. And some people might be shocked that I'm actually not using it for a more obvious answer later down the track. But I wanted to use it here, and it actually is from one of my favorite movies of all time, and that's Back to the Future. 
Okay. Yeah, so I have that on a different one. So yes. so I, I forgot to go over the rules. The rules are each of us could only pick one movie for one award. We couldn't give we couldn't give Back to the Future every award. That would be pretty boring. <laughs> so we wanted to talk about a different movie for each award. So you can only give one award to each uh to each one. Yeah. And All I, right, go I, ahead. I, Back I was, to the Future. What's the worst thing to happen? Uh yeah, so personally I think it'd be pretty bad to travel back in time and accidentally step in the way of your parents meeting for the first time and falling in love and then basically wiping you and your siblings off the face of existence don't you think yeah absolutely and not only not only did he almost wipe them completely out of existence he completely changed the foundation of who several people are exactly yeah he his brother and sister are not the same person anymore his parents are barely the same people biff is not the same person anymore and he he has to live with this the the knowledge of who they used to be and now try and reconcile that with who they are, which I always found that very, uh, quite vexing yeah. to, uh, how, how does he deal with that on a day-to-day basis? Exactly. That'd be very, uh, mind jarring. Yeah, I could see that. That's a good pick. That's a good pick for back to the future. And like you said, that, that could probably single-handedly win every award if we wanted oh, yeah. to, or at least <laughs> the, the, the three parts could. Um, my worst single thing to happen was, uh, from the movie about time. Okay. Have you seen that one? I haven't with, uh, okay. It's, it's a romantic comedy with Domino Gleason and Rachel McAdams mm-hmm. where, uh, Domino Gleason's character, he can basically, a- every male in his family has been able to time travel within his own life. Uh, so all they have to do, they go in a dark room, they close their eyes and think really hard about where they want to go. And it's like after their 18th birthday, they can do this or something like that. Um, oh, that's a talent. So yeah, it, it's really great. He uses it quite a bit, mostly positively. Uh, so he has one problem, his father, spoiler alert for all of these movies that we're going to be talking about his, uh, his father passes away at one point in like the middle of the movie. So he goes back in time to see him one last time, basically. Yep. And, uh, or no, sorry, that was a different, that spoiler was not necessary. (laughs) This is a different time. Something else catastrophic happening. He goes back in time and he actually, because he had had a child before he went back in time, he went back in time to a time before he had the child and he, he didn't erase the child from existence, but he changed who the child was. So that's just even thinking about that, it's just, it's just messed up. Yeah, it's 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 a total mind warp because it wasn't the exact same sperm that it that uh, found the exact same egg yeah. at the exact same time. It was a different child. So he goes back like a couple years. So he had already known his baby for two or three years at the time. Goes back uh, to like save his sister from from some cat- catastrophe, and then returns to present day, and he has a completely different child that he knows very little about. Kind of Ooh. the same way Marty McFly doesn't know who his family is anymore yeah geez that is, that's that's so messed up like just even even like it's that little butterfly effect that one little thing you do mm-hmm. it just changes everything right so in, in saving you know whoever he say his sister whoever it was he completely changed his own life i mean he, their family is still very happy but he got to know this like i have a four-year-old and a two-year-old i couldn't imagine if they were all of a sudden two completely different children exactly i got a seven-year-old and a four-year-old and just to see yeah for that to even think about that it's just it's terrible yeah so, so that was the worst thing I could think of. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll move on to the best single thing. We'll we'll lighten it up a little bit. Everything else is should be happy and 
and fun for the rest of the time now that we've depressed everyone. <laughs> uh, best single thing to happen because of time travel. Okay, I picked Edge of Tomorrow. Okay, so okay. so since the world good movie, yeah, it very, is very that's an very underrated good movie. movie. Yeah, I a lot of people don't talk about it. I think it's yeah a highly underrated movie. Uh, and so with this, so since the world is under attack by aliens in this film, it, that's already happened. We, we're the, basically the big scene of this film is this huge battle scene where you've got Tom Cruise's William Cage. He ends up killing one of these larger aliens, but he also dies as well when the blood of the alien sprays all over him. But what that actually does is causes him to continuously relive the battle. You know, he awakens every time he dies back to the start. And what that ends up doing for him is it causes him to learn from his mistakes every time. And he ultimately ends up defeating the alien race because of it. Saving humanity. Yes, he does. Tom, Tom Cruise at his cruisiness. Yes. There, <laughs> like just absolutely uh, chewing up that movie and, and doing so in a great way. And yeah, I, he he had found uh, in Emily Blunt's character another person who could do the same thing, and they kind of helped each other yeah. towards that goal. And yeah, saving saving the entire world is um, a, a pretty good pretty good outcome, I would say. Yeah, I'd say so because too. those aliens they weren't they weren't fucking around. No. They wanted to they wanted to kill some people. <laughs> so my best single thing to happen um, was from Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Great film. Um, yep, listeners, eh, great book, fine film. <laughs> Listeners of a podcast about something will know my uh, dedication to Harry Potter. But uh, so this in this with the time turner, uh, Hermione Granger and Harry are able to go back in time and save Sirius Black and Buckbeak both. Um, it's not quite as good as saving the entire world, but in saving two innocent lives, um, that uh, to me, that's a pretty, pretty good feat. Um, so they Hermione has her time turner and, you know, she's using it for boring stuff for most of the, the movie in the book where she goes back and takes extra classes like some kind of nerd (laughs) um but then at the end it really comes in handy and i have to think like dumbledore dumbledore knew all along that he would have to send her back in time to save all these people and uh she does and it it gets harry harry is able to use a patronus after this because he has to save them and it's just a uh that the, the the movie has its flaws but that him producing his first full patronus was a great scene one of the best scenes in all eight of the movies yeah can't disagree there and uh yeah they get back just in time they don't get caught save a couple lives and uh Sirius becomes a big part of everything else that happens in harry's life's life and the rest of the movies yeah basically anything where you save someone's life because of time travel is probably going to be one of the best things you can do because of it yes taking taking more classes is not one of the best things (laughs) you can do not at all (laughs) sorry hermione (laughs) Especially because she ends up dropping uh, divination and whatever anyway. So yeah, like, you time. didn't even need that extra time. <laughs> yeah. So now this is the big one. I wanted to save this one for last, but I think Coolest Destination is actually maybe a better thing to finish on. So we're going to go best time machine here. Uh, but this is a big one. And there's only really one right answer. Yeah. And part of the reason why I sacrificed my back to the future for the first one is because I had a, I had a, not a strong feel, but I had a gut feeling that you'd probably be saying the same thing. So I didn't want to have both our answers be the same. Hopefully, hopefully you do have that in mind. (laughs) But um, what I've chosen is the hot tub from hot tub time machine. Oh, that's a good one. Because if you're going to travel through time, like you want to do it in a nice relaxing environment, wouldn't you? And sitting in a pool of nice, warm, Bubbling water sounds pretty sweet to me. 
How nice was that water, actually, though? <laughs> there were a lot of people in that water and drinks being spilled. Oh, yeah. Got the Chernobyl uh, spilling onto the tank. I, I don't know how clean that water was. It still would have been a fantastic time. <laughs> it did look like a fun time. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, and as you correctly guess the correct answer to best time machine is actually back to the future Two: the flying delorean oh the flying delorean um, yep okay yep solid solid yeah because the way i see it if you're going to build a time machine into a car why not do it with some style as doc brown says <laughs> much more accessible too um, to fly exactly you, you get up to 88 miles an hour really easily when there's no traffic exactly you don't need roads where they're going where they're going they don't need roads exactly <laughs> back to the future Two. Um, you know, that, that could have qualified for coolest destination as well, because that version of 2015 was really cool, but (laughs) 2015 didn't turn out like that. So I feel like you can't use it. Yeah. And even 2015, the way we, we lived wasn't that bad in all honesty. No, but you just like that movie's hard to watch now when you're like, could add hoverboards, Jaws 19, (laughs) the, uh, the jacket that like sucks itself the sleeves up and fits you perfectly oh, they're the, just the quick dry clean that'd be fantastic yeah that would be good too like there's just so much about that future that we we could have had i think we still can't have it come on scientists elon musk is working on going to like jupiter when yeah. he should be working on whatever's in back to the future yeah, too get your priorities right all right <laughs> i don't know how to build any of it you know <laughs> elon musk is gonna have to do it for us that's right we'll just tell him what to do he can do it exactly um so our next our next award and we're moving kind of fast through this so uh eh, that's okay um our our fourth award we're going to give out is the the best reason somebody had for time travel this is kind of like the best thing to happen but this is more the idea behind them traveling rather than what happened once they got there yeah absolutely uh, now i was gonna say the terminator because what better reason is there to save the world from being taken over by robots? But I went with its superior sequel, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, because not only is the mission basically the same as the first one, but now there is a secondary mission to destroy the microchip and the metal arm from the original film, ending the war altogether. Like the first one was just about uh, stopping the Terminator to kill Sarah Connor who in turn would kill John Connor, the the leader of the resistance. But in the second one, they're actually trying to end the war as well, which is a much better reason. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, So, yeah, you said the superior sequel, and that's most people's opinion. I I don't agree. I like the first one better. Okay. Now, I will – I'll qualify it with I saw them both probably five years ago for the first time. I didn't see them when they came out. Um, I – I don't know the the first one just seemed more uh I guess creative. Like the second one what watching them back to back like that it it just seemed like okay we're doing the same thing but the twist is the terminators working with uh John and Sarah Connor this time instead of trying to kill them. Um I will say the uh the T1000 is way cooler than the T800 but <laughs> I just I just kind of felt like it was a little bit of a retread. And at the, when they're coming out, I think they came out four years apart. So uh, I th- maybe yeah, it was, I think it was like seven ish. Uh, seven. Yeah. I think from memory. When was the first one? Uh, 84. I'm pretty sure. And 91. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I could see how like you'd at, at the time they're coming out, you'd be chomping at the bit and you would want 
that new one and that new one would be so cool with the T-1000 and Arnold turn the, you know, the twist Arnold turning out to be on their side and everything like that. It would be really cool, but maybe it's just because I already knew the twist and I'd already seen, you know, thousands of gifts of the T-1000. So maybe none of that struck me as, okay, this stuff is way cooler than what happened in the first one. Well, they heavily spoiled in the, the trailers for T2 that Arnie was going to be the hero in this one, which I thought would have been like a terrible idea. Like it would have been great to go into that film, not knowing, if he was the if he was the hero or the villain but i i agree i understand what you're saying about the original terminator i th- i i think both films are five-star films for me like they're perfect films mm-hmm. and i think the style what about are... terminator genesis oh no 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 <laughs> we're not even <laughs> wipe that from that existence that won't be making an appearance on the imdb journey anytime <laughs> absolutely <soon>. not <laughs> god that's a bad movie <laughs> uh, but i think the i think the styles of both films are a little bit different too like the first terminator is for me personally it's more like a horror film in the way that it's it's done but for the second terminator i think it's a lot more of a, a well-polished action film and those two stark contrasts for me that's where I get my differences from. And I think from Terminator 2, I, for me, yeah, I think it's more, I guess, a stylized action film with some great CGI for its time. Uh, I think it's, I think it's just a better film for me. I think the story was a lot more fleshed out as well. Well, yeah, they definitely, they definitely worked harder on the story and, and the lore within Terminator. And usually these long running um, franchises, I, I really like, cause I like seeing them build, the lore of whatever world they've built, like the aliens and uh, uh, Prometheus and all that. Like yeah. I'll, I'll watch every one of those movies. As I've said, I've watched up to the third part of the maze runner, which it's <laughs> objectively terrible, but I, I'm still watching. <laughs> you you just got to know where I, it's going. I got to know where it's going. And I, I legitimately liked the world they built in the first one and wanted to see more of that. And then it was just like, Oh, it's zombies. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Um, so, I, I really like that, but like Terminator just hasn't actually figured like it, it just does the same th- after the first and the second, I, I agree with what you said is they were different genres of film. And that's probably why I liked the first one better. Not that I like horror movies, but it was more of a thriller, yep. thriller horror movie. And um, I like, I'm more drawn to those movies than straight up action movies, which I love too. I, I'll ride for all of the Fast and Furious movies until I die. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and, I, and I want them just to keep cranking them out, <laughs> just like the Alien movies, keep them coming. Um, but then Terminator 3 was, okay, now Arnold's back and he's helping again. And now there's a lady Terminator, but her she's just trying to kill John Connor again. Yeah. And then Salvation tried to do something different with placing it in the future and that didn't like the story just wasn't good yeah, it, like, did, it, it didn't work for me yeah, just, three three four five just muddled it up yeah they they're a very big letdowns for me yeah and i think more was for genesis me, five yeah genesis was five okay and i think for me as well and they're making a sixth oh yeah they are too i mean why bother like just but i it. not with not with amelia clark no it's i it's, think she's gone yeah because they're bringing linda hamilton yeah linda back. hamilton's back so yeah it's gonna that'll be interesting yeah. at least i guess but i think for me Hopefully. the the second terminator watch it is a bit of a nostalgia fest for me too like it was probably one of the very early films that i got on vhs as well when i was like you mm-hmm. know uh 14 15 and i would watch that continuously over and over all the time so i th- and whereas the, the original terminator i'd probably only watch maybe once or twice before i actually got like really deep into movies so for me, yeah, Terminator 2 is just one of those films that I've watched countless amount of times and just love it every single time. So I guess that's why I love it more as well. I could see that too. So 
having only seen them five years ago and watching them basically back to back, that none of that plays in yeah. to me. I was four when uh, Terminator Two came out, and I, it just was never really on my radar for whatever reason. I I already got all the references and jokes made from it, so I felt like I didn't need to watch it. And then I don't know why I ended up watching. It. I think my wife said she really liked it, so we we tried it, and I like them. They're very yeah. good movies. Oh yeah, they until are. you get to T three and yeah. Salvation is even fine if I think, and I've talked about this before. Terminator Salvation would be good if it wasn't a Terminator movie. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like if they just made a different movie, I think it would have been fine. Yeah, but they need to, they have to slap the Terminator name on there to, to get the the money, right. and, and it effectively ruins like yeah. the franchise they're trying to make. And that's why they went back with Genesis to go back to what they were doing in the first three. Except they messed oh, it up even it's, more. It's a tragedy. Like it's so awful. Yeah. It it's not good. Like even three is is not good, but it it fit more than Genesis did. Yeah, the thing like three kind of fit in the story they told. It just wasn't a good story anymore. The thing with three is just it's a it's just a generic rehash of the first two. Like it's not it's mm-hmm. not offensive. Or but anything. now John Connor's a teenager, exactly, and he has a girlfriend. Same story, just not as good. And it's like, well, what's yeah. the point? Just go back and watch the first and, two. And there's a sexy lady Terminator now. Yeah, like like a couple right, little fine. changes here and there. Like it's not it's not worthy to watch. Did you ever watch the uh, the Sarah Connor TV show? No, I didn't. Me neither. Nah, okay. Couldn't bother with it. I guess we can't talk about no. it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for my best reason for time travel, I actually chose Terminator One. Okay. Um, because I like the movie better than Terminator Two, and I thought that the reasoning behind it, you're you're saving uh, the world and trying to prevent John Connor from being killed, because that's why the Terminator went back. But you're also going back to bone sarah connor and actually create john connor yes exactly that's one of those weird paradoxes there yeah none of it exists if he doesn't go back so he has to go back to even to for anything to happen in in the rest of the movies so i mean plus you get the you get the bonus of getting to have sex with a hot lady of course i mean what are you going to choose to stay in a war-torn world or are you going to travel back to the 80s and you know get to have some sweet hot sex i mean this is no brainer answer there (laughs) Exactly. So so I think Terminator 1 wins on reason for time traveling because you can't do Terminator 2 without it. Nah, Sorry. Fair enough, fair enough. It was a good try. It was a good try, Daniel, but you didn't get it. All right, I'll concede. There's a, there's no winner in any of this. <laughs> we just get to talk about time travel movies. Exactly. So. Hey, if we're talking about Terminator, I'm having a good time. Exactly. We could probably do the rest of the podcast just on time. So Terminator and Back to the Future, we could have given all of the awards to. Absolutely. Eh. Uh, I don't think we could have given the coolest destination to Terminator. Going back to the 80s, like, I'm okay with, with not going back there. Yeah, I guess if you're going to go to a cool destination from any of these films, I'd probably, yeah, either the awesome future from the second one or even like a little look at the West back in the day. Yeah, but yeah, no, no Terminator, no Terminator. No, no. All right, so that brings us to the final category, the coolest destination. Where and when would you want to travel to from any time travel movie? Uh, now, there are plenty of interesting places in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but out okay. of all the places they ended up visiting, I think it personally, it would be awesome to travel back to Castle Germany in 1810 and go and listen to Beethoven perform live for you. I think that would be most excellent. I just think it would be, it'd be it's something that you, you can, obviously you can listen to Beethoven these days on your computer and that, but to actually go and experience it yourself in a first person i think that would be incredible that would be interesting 
um, not a huge Beethoven fan. I but, just, but I, I get I, where you're I don't mind from. all that classical music, and just to yeah, to have that. I, I like it as background it, music, but I I don't know that I'd ever be able to tell the difference. Like if I'm listening to classical music on Pandora or something, I, I'm not going to know who's playing what. But I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, I get what, it. what have you got? What have you got? I was going to say something fancy like a futuristic place, but I don't know. I, I just something cool and mellow. I think that would be all right. I, uh, you know, it, you know, there's not a lot of stuff you can mess up either. You're just going to a concert. Pretty exactly. simple. And I figured if you're going to go to any of those other old-timey places, there's a good chance you might end up getting killed or something as well from some medieval times and that. So it's not really worth my time. Yeah, you might get burned at the stake for being a witch if you just show exactly. up wearing your modern-day clothes and whatever get else. beheaded. Yeah, that'd be rough. All right, I'm with you. All right, we'll go We'll go back to the, uh, the castle and listen to Beethoven. Uh, my pick was from Interstellar. Okay. Where he traveled directly into a wormhole where he could travel freely through all of time and space. It was really only within one room and one house, but he could travel freely between all time and space and communicate with his past self and his daughter through the wormhole in the bookshelf. I thought that was really cool and that would be, you know, you're you're lost in space anyways. Why not find a way to to give back at that point? No, that's a that's a good pick. If you if you where you if you're Matthew McConaughey and that's where you are stuck in space, yeah, I mean that's that is what you'd want to do is that's, get to really your only option. See your family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you gonna do? <laughs> but yeah, he could he could through that bookshelf. He could see any time, any any. Uh, I guess it's just any time really. But and go interact with his daughter at different levels. Yeah, communicate and with her. Keep yeah. an eye on her. Yeah, that would that would be good if I was lost in space. If I could come back and see how my daughters are doing. No, that's good. That's a good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's all. That's it. We're done. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's not all. We got we got a little bit more to talk about. Um, yeah. So with time travel movies, we cover this a little bit, but what what is the best thing that you like about time travel movies? Because I sent you a lot of categories to choose from, and you chose time travel movies over much better choices. Much better choices, like, yeah, like I, well, dog movies, and uh, I don't, I don't even remember what I sent you. I don't know that they were better, but you chose time travel movies. Well, for me, they they offer like a, an endless variety of options as to where you can take your film. So, like, you got so many different scenarios you can work out from the past that you can add in. Like you see with like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, you have like like seven different scenarios you can you can look at from the past. And you can also have like different visual interpretations of these futures that we see, like you see with Back to the Future. Like they may have got it wrong, but it's such a fantastic look at what it could have been. And then you get like they, they got other, a lot like, right too. Exactly, yeah. It's um, it's it's really fascinating to actually look at look at it and see how different directors and visionaries look at what they would perceive the future to be. Yeah, I I, I completely agree with that. Um, it's. And it's cool, like, so with time travel into the past, you get to see how different um, different directors and storytellers get to figure out how interacting with the past will affect the present. And that's always exactly. cool because sometimes you have a butterfly effect where basically anything you touch changes everything potentially. Or you mm -hmm. have Back to the Future where there's an inciting incident where as long as that inciting incident happens, everything else works itself out. So it's always cool to kind of see those different different takes on going into the past and then same thing with the future is it's it's just a blank slate for these directors to build whatever they want exactly and you can uh, have it's really so cool many to see what they build 
Exactly. You can have so many smart and complicated storylines and it can really get you thinking about the film. Yeah. And, and then and then you get to part six and it, it makes you never want to see one of these again. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, they Terminator. Over, you were so yeah. good. You had so much hope. <laughs> Look at Fast and Furious. They're doing the same thing. It's still good. Oh, exactly. Over and over. Just keep doing it. If you're doing it right, then, you know, why stop? <laughs> Don't bring in Amelia Clark, whatever you do. No, no, she hasn't been good in any of the movies I've seen. She's not good. She's I, I, I would argue and have argued that she's not good in Game of Thrones even. Yeah, I wouldn't say she's the best part of it, but they people seem to think she is and she keeps getting thrown into these movie roles and yeah, I've not seen a good thing from her. Did you see Solo yet? Yep, and it was horrid. I, I really liked Solo. I didn't like her, but I really liked Solo. I didn't. I thought I just thought it was slow and not good to look at. This, uh, just not good. Not for me. Not for me. That one. I had fun. I wish I had fun. Yeah, I, I could, and I've talked about other people with this. I, I can see the holes in it, but like, I, it was just kind of cool to see these different parts, and they, they could have done more to emphasize the things that were actually good, but they had to keep going back to Amelia Clark a little too much. Yeah, that whole storyline uh, with her and the ending part was it was it was horrid. I, I was yeah. bored to tears from it all. All right, but that's that's the good thing about films. Everyone can love a different movie, and we all have. And our that's opinions. why we talk about them. Exactly. That's, that's why we're here to talk about them. That's right. Um, did you have any honorable mention movies? Ones that didn't quite crack the uh, the award categories, but you still wanted to talk about? Yeah, I actually have three films here that I wanted to quickly discuss. Okay. Uh, one is a film called Predestination. Have you seen that? Is that the one with, that's not the one with Sandra Bullock. That's the Ethan Hawke one. I'm thinking Premonition is the Sandra Bullock one, which yeah, is no, very weird. Yeah, Predestination is Ethan Hawke, right? Yeah, that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's just... It was out a couple of years ago, I think four years ago, about this agent that specializes in time travel to stop people from doing crimes before they happen. Like, he recruits this new agent, and he, it's all about him following this one criminal that's eluded him for his career. And it's just... Like, that's a quick general gist of it, but there's so much more to it. Like, it's incredibly complex that... Basically, it embraces its paradox and it gives you some quality twists and thrills. I thought it was a fantastic time travel film and and one that probably hasn't been seen by a lot of people. Now, I remember when it came I haven't seen it, but I remember when it came out, everybody was saying, like, you need to see Predestination. And it was yeah. all over the place and I just never did. I'll probably add it to my list now. But It's an absolute um, mind trip. Yeah, I, I want to watch that one um, because it, it's been talked about so much and like you said i that's another thing about time travel movies that i like kind of thinking about is the paradoxes they create we talked about it a little bit with back to the future um some of them lean into the paradoxes others shy away from them or like don't don't pay too much attention to what's behind the curtain there um but i like paying attention to that stuff and kind of seeing how it would affect even if it's flawed and it creates plot holes i kind of like to think about how it would affect the world and where the plot hole lies, basically. Oh, this film could have been called Paradox, in all fairness. Cool. Uh, another one I've got here is Your Name. Nope. You're stumping okay. me on these. Uh, so this was an anime from last year. Yeah. It's a, it's about a, a teen boy and a teen girl who they find themselves body swapping against their will. And that's it starts off innocent enough like that, but when the film gets right into it and you find out what's actually stopping them from meeting in person, it's where the film excels for me. Like, this anime... The, the anime in the film itself is breathtaking to see. Like, the score is sensational. The, again, story is complex, but most time travel films are. So, for me, personally, this is my number one film from last year. It's that good. 
It actually sits at about number 70 on the top 250 list. We've done a full episode on it. It's absolutely amazing. People should wow. check it out. Uh, it's actually not that well known outside of Asia. It's actually the highest grossing anime of all time. It's It sits wow. at about 358 million, yet 5 million of that is from America. So that's how unknown it is. Yeah, I'm not a big anime fan, so this one's completely off my radar. Um, but I might check that out too. It is a fantastic film. And the last one I wanted yeah, to mention me a lot here, to check out. <laughs> the last one I'm going to mention here is an 80s movie called Somewhere in Time. Now, this is this is one of my co-host Dean's favorite films of all time. He bloody loves it. He wanted me to mention this on here. I'm I'm sure a majority of people haven't even heard of it. It it stars Christopher Reeves as a guy who becomes infatuated with a picture of a woman in his hotel room he's staying at. And what he does is he uses self he uses self hypnosis to travel back in time and fall in love with her. Now he, he Good adored, for him. Yeah, exactly. Dean adores this film. Me, eh, not so much. <laughs> like there's another time traveling film you probably haven't heard of if you're interested. <laughs> no, not at all. But there there are a lot of time travel movies. Um I was because I have some honorable mentions too that I'll talk about in a minute, but there I was going through um, a list, and the way I have my movies on my home collection, on my hard drive categorized, time travel is not a category. They just fall into action or thriller or whatever. Um, I I use bigger genres for those. Um, But so I just kind of Googled time travel movies to see which ones I had seen and which ones I had. There's a huge list, and I had seen like 20 of them, and I was getting to the point like where I wanted to talk about 20 of them. And I was like, well, we're going to have to just do like four parts of this (laughs) to get all the movies out. Um, but we can, we can do it this way too. Um, I, I had three as well. Uh, the first one is, um, Project Almanac. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I want to say it's four or five years old and it's, it's kind of, it kind of fell in the, uh, the YA craze of having, you know, 17 to 20 year olds being the heroes of everything. And it was just this group of kids. They found the plans for, uh, the main the main character's dad was trying to build a time machine. They found the plans and kind of got into all kinds of trouble because of that. And it was it was just a YA action movie, um, and it had set up a sequel that never came to fruition because it you know nobody went to see it other than me I think. Um, <laughs> but just the the way they played with time in that one too was was very creative and and because it was one where they were jumping back and forth in time. It wasn't just okay you jumped now you're in the future and you have to figure out what happened in the past 20 years. It was a jump back and forth. What did we change? Okay, let's jump again and try and fix it. And so I, I always like ones like that where they're kind of going back and forth, trying to figure everything out. And that's what you get from the whole back to the future arc as well. Yeah, exactly. Doc Brown just continually screwing up everything <laughs> after he, after he warns, don't mess with the timeline. Just that's keep right. going it, back. It, Doc Brown. Just take your own voice, mate. <laughs> so I'm going to get a lot of heat for this next one. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it technically qualifies as time travel, uh, but it was listed when I searched, Googled, uh, time travel movies, it was listed. So this one's the lake house Okay. from 2006 with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, where the, uh, the time machine, this, if we had given a worst time machine award, it definitely would have won because the time machine was a mailbox that they could only send letters <laughs> through time to each other. I really like this movie, and I don't know why. It's not good. Um, it's just a it's a romantic comedy, mostly a uh, little some some drama mixed in there, and they're just communicating across time, and they eventually find each other. And 
one of them, whoever's in the future has to save the one that's in the past when they figure out that they're two years apart or whatever. And I just thought it was kind of a creative way to use time travel rather than, um, you know, somebody just being in a different time period is they're actually communicating across time, but can't see or interact with each other other than through writing letters in this stupid mailbox. <laughs> now, it is a very interesting premise. Um, there is a, there is a film I've seen. Thank that, you for that. <laughs> there is a film I've seen that has the, has that very same premise that I, I really love as well. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for you because if you do end up watching it, they don't actually reveal that that is the premise of the film until halfway through it. And what was it? It's <laughs> it's a. What was the movie? I I, I don't want to ruin it for you because you probably might end up watching it, and then if I ruin it for you, you you'll you'll start watching it and know what's going on. You're like, oh, what did I what did I find out what was happening here? It's a, it's a, yeah, but you it, didn't tell me what the title of the movie was. Yeah, but if I tell you that, and then you know what it's going to be about. Like what the twist is. Well, the how tw- am I going to go watch it? Because you, you'll end up watching it, trust me. If you watch it, like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll spoil it for you. I'll spoil it for you. <laughs> I don't, yeah. It's, it I was, may have already seen it. No, you haven't. It was um, Your Name, that anime I was talking about. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, basically the same premise there. You gotcha. find out, yeah, you find out halfway through the film that, you know, they're, they're in different, uh, time zones like different times basically and yeah, i'll still enjoy that even though it's even though it's spoiled yeah so i'm actually not technically spoiling it there is a, there is another big reveal in the middle of the film that um you know is a much more uh spoiler if i say it so yeah i guess i didn't actually spoil yeah it much don't tell me too many spoilers no no i try not to yeah but that makes me want to go watch it more because now i i, I know that i already like you know the lake house so much that this one is probably way better I actually, think, actual I actually think we compared it to the lake house as well. I'm like, from memory, I think we did. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, world. I like the lake house. Hey, you don't have to be sorry. Like, it's it's. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. <laughs> I wanted to talk about hot tub time machine, but we already covered that a little bit with the uh, the best time machine. And yep. I I don't know. That was another one where they just went back to the '80s and um, kind of relived their glory days. Which okay, that's fine. Yep, if that's what you're gonna it was, do. It was a fun. It was fun. And then uh, Planet of the Apes was one that it, I just couldn't, the original, I couldn't yes. fit this into the, any, any categories, but it's so great. And even knowing the twist going in, it just the way it's revealed is so great. Everybody in the movie does a great job. And I, I really like those original 60s Planet of the Apes movies. I've watched all of them, but the fifth one, yeah, which I have, and I just haven't, like, I went through a, a phase when my oldest daughter was like one or two years old, where I was at home just watching them with her while she was napping. Uh, and, and now she doesn't nap anymore. So I, I don't get that time to watch Planet of the Apes movies. Nah, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, that, that movie is just, I don't know. It's, it's so iconic. And like, you would think the first time I saw it was probably 2015 and you'd think from 1968, like, there's no way this holds up. There's no way, knowing the twist, that, that you're going to be entertained. And it's entertaining. Yeah, I actually watched it for the first it, time last year, and I thought it was fantastic. Oh, good. I didn't spoil it for you. No, no, no. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> if if you're not already spoiled on the original Planet of the Apes, I think that's on you at this point. Uh, oh, yeah. 50 years later. For, first of all, like, kudos wow. if you haven't been spoiled on that film, if you haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Welcome to the world of the yeah, internet. Exactly. Like, this must be your first time logging to the internet if, you're, uh, if you haven't been spoiled on that and listening <laughs> to this podcast. Thanks for finding us. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that whole – did you watch the whole series or just that one? No, just the first one. I've only seen. The, the series gets really off the rails really quickly. Yeah, so I've heard. <laughs> 
I do love yeah, the I do love the new trilogy that came out though. I think all all three of those films are fantastic. I haven't watched the War of the Planet. I probably should have watched that instead of Maze Runner, but I that's the best of the three. I thought in my Maze opinion. Runner was all really yeah. Okay, that'll be my next movie then when I have time. Um, to, today it was Maze Runner because <laughs> I had to work while I was watching it, and yeah, you felt like I could pay it less attention to Maze Runner than that. Sounds Planet like a background film, the Maze Runner. <laughs> yep, it it was. <laughs> Great background film. <laughs> you might as well not even have the TV on, to be honest. Yeah, just so you can have it logged. Yeah, I saw that, and you know, it was done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just for when the uh, the year end uh, movie awards comes up, if, if it falls into any of those categories, somehow I can mention it. <laughs> exactly. Um. So the the last thing I wanted to discuss was: Are there any awards that we might have missed? Like something, some category of award that we didn't, that I didn't think of that that you kind of think time travel movies are tied together with that like all all time travel movies have this particular scene in them that we didn't get to talk about uh i couldn't really think of any i just i just went for a a fluff piece award here i had best movie with the word time in it (laughs) it actually doesn't relate to anything because my favorite one with the word time in it is the sergio leone classic once upon a time in the west so nothing to do with time travel there you go (laughs) uh that's a good question. I don't even know if I'd have an answer for that. I realize that there's a lot I'm of um, Once Google Upon right a Time now. movies out there. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google it real quick and see if I can come up with an answer. Time in the title. There we go. There we go. Ranker giving me a list. Swing Time, Time Machine, Land Before Time, Somewhere in Time, Once Upon a Time in America, Borrowed Time, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, About Time. That's a very good movie. We talked about that already. Mm-hmm. Uh... In time, that's not a good movie. Have you seen good? Have you seen good time? Good time from last year. No, I haven't. Oh, you got to see that. That's a fantastic film. You're giving me. You're giving me a lot to hot tub time machine. That could be on there. Yeah, Uh, that's not a good list of movies. No, (laughs) that's why time of the wolf. That's why once upon a time the west stood out for me. There you go. Yeah, I, I would have to go with like hot tub time machine or about the movies we've already talked about here i don't know that i would be able to come up with a different one now that's fair enough out of time there we go that's my one with denzel washington i love that movie oh yeah there you go perfect it's a great uh it's not a great it's just a detective movie which is yeah. fun and even mendez is in it which is fun and good popcorn yeah, film that works for me yep very good that's it good popcorn detective film yeah not make it not surprising not uh making any oscars list but uh denzel's that is you know denzeliest in it and you got ava mendez and yeah a good one and done. takes place in miami what more could you ask for exactly all right i think that's all we've got on time travel movies you got anything else you want to talk about time travel wise like what's going on tomorrow uh, in, in australia well it's a it's a pretty shocking day here at the moment um i don't think anything has happened in the last day a lot of day. things have happened <laughs> I, I could give. I, I wish I had. I wish I was a bit more prepared. I could have given you some horse horse racing results and could have. Yes, yeah, that would be nice. Could have sent you through my own almanac. Uh, <laughs> I always like that. You always see those on like the stupid people of Facebook or whatever of like, oh my God, China's twelve hours ahead. How come they didn't warn us about nine yeah, eleven? Like stupid shit. That's, that's not how time works. No. <laughs> It'd be nice, but that's not how time works. Uh, that's great. So. So, yep, that's all we've got for time travel movies. Thank you, Daniel, for joining me. Maybe next time if we team up again, we can bring Dean on as well and uh, 
have even more fun. Yeah, absolutely. If that's Sounds possible. good. Maybe when we get him on, we can yeah. do uh, a Batman superlative one because he will crush that. Oh, I like Batman. He's a massive DC bloke. You know, he's all into Batman. So maybe keep that oh, one in the background for, for him. Already. <laughs> I know. I hang gotcha. shit. I hang shit oh. about the DCEU all the time. <laughs> Here on the podcast about something, we call it the Justice League pile of trash uh, <laughs> extended universe. Very fitting. Because that's all it is. Very and, fitting. And it's about to be completely trashed. If Wonder Woman didn't exist, like. Oh, it would have no place. It'd be done. I am, I am kind of excited to see what they do with Aquaman. It, it looks like it might be okay. Oh, uh, I'm in the minority. Oh, not the minority. I'm in the the different camp there. I've seen both those trailers, and they just don't appeal to me. They look so CGI fest. It just, it doesn't look good at all. That's true. I, I'll give them one thing. It's bright and colorful. Yes, exactly. Which I think with Aquaman, but with Aquaman, you have to be because he's goofy and bright and like it he doesn't work in the snyder verse that they've created yeah exactly and it's, most, it's mostly underwater too so you need it needs to be bright and colorful right yeah because if it's just dreary and foggy underwater it's pointless yeah you're not gonna be able to see anything exactly <laughs> it's hard enough to see underwater that's right all right well thank you daniel for joining me not a problem. um check out the imdb journey um follow him on twitter facebook all that good stuff anything else you got coming up that that people should listen for no just keep checking out our podcast we just continue to go through those movies keep having podcasts on for battles uh just basically having a good time all right i have a good time listening and uh like i said by the time this is up on the internet i will probably listen to the matrix episode oh i hope you have (laughs) (laughs) hey this is an ad about something Audible, to be exact. Audible is a great way to catch up on all your favorite stories while on the go. Audible includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers. I've been using Audible for years on my daily commute to catch up on some of my favorite fantasy stories, including Harry Potter, The Once and Future King, and A Song of Ice and Fire, narrated by the Guinness World Record holder Roy Dotrice. Uh, I also love getting Audible's recommendations. Just recently, Audible recommended that I read Armada and Ready Player One by Ernest Cline and spectacularly narrated by Will Wheaton. I listened to both of these stories and loved them both because the narration by Will Wheaton just made the stories even more enjoyable and immersive than if I would have read them on my own. So if you love books, I've got some great news for you. Right now, for my listeners, you can get any audiobook you want from Audible for free when you sign up for your free trial of Audible using audibletrial.com slash a podcast about something. Again, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash a podcast about something. Thanks for listening. And now it's time for the two-minute episode. But first, listen to this promo from one of my fellow podcasters. Hey, what's going on, you variety-loving people? I'm Brandon. And I'm Jordan. And we are the hosts of the Secret Space of Life podcast. Our podcast was created to spread positivity in your everyday lives while encouraging others to follow their dreams. We cover a variety of topics such as business, health and fitness, music, and much, much more. Make sure to check us out on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Podbean for all of our episodes. Thanks, and have a positive and productive day. My wife and I went to see Mid-90s uh, from Jonah Hill a couple weeks ago, and um, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, we kind of, it, it opened up this big discussion amongst us, um, just because, you know, she thought it could have been a little longer, or like that it was missing parts, and I really thought like it was 
kind of perfect the way it was. We, it, I don't think you needed to explore those characters anymore. Um, it was a really good and cool idea to, to center the movie around skateboarders. Um, skateboarding is just this, this activity that, you know, the, the people who do it, skateboarders, um, they're either completely oblivious to everyone else who's doing it. They're just out there doing something for themselves. So they don't give a shit about what's going on around them or they do everything they can to help each other succeed. Um, so it was like really cool. You kind of got in, in the, the main character's little group of skateboarding friends that he made. You got both sides of that. You know, a couple of the guys were just out there to skate, didn't really care. And then one of the guys was, was out there to make himself and make other people better. Um, and you saw that he helped the main character. I'm forgetting names. This was a couple of years, uh, a couple of weeks ago that I saw it. Um, it, it was a little hard to watch, um, because I have kids and like I could kind of see my kids' faces in the faces of the, the kids that were skateboarding um, and, and kind of making bad decisions um, and just how it was hard to watch to see how easy it was for these otherwise good kids to kind of slip into this bad lifestyle, quote unquote bad lifestyle. It's a bad lifestyle for 13 year olds. Um, Jonah Hill did a great job uh, for his directorial debut. I, I really loved how the movie was shot. The music that he used was really good. Um, you know, everything that went into it seemed perfect, uh, and seemed to fit the movie. I, I wasn't ever like thinking that this exist this movie exists in a world that couldn't take place. Um, all the actors that he chose hit, hit the nail on the head for the most part. Um, the, the main kid, uh, was really, really good. He was 11 when they shot the movie. He was supposed to be a 13 year old actually in the movie, um, and he kind of saw this abusive relationship with his brother and he takes solace in this group of skateboarders that he finds. Um, I'm not going to ruin too much about the movie cause you should definitely go see it. Um, if it's still in theaters by the time this hits, definitely go to the theater and hit it. If it's not wait till it comes out on DVD or on demand, whatever, and, and see it as soon as you can. Cause it's definitely good. It's not a very long movie, which always attracts me. Um, but definitely see mid 90s um jonah hill does a great job i hope to see more movies from jonah hill in the future that's all i've got for today thank you for listening uh be sure to follow us on twitter at apa something and you can always send us feedback through email uh the email address is a podcast about something at gmail.com and uh, we have a patreon that if you you know feel like you want to contribute to the show you can go to patreon and um you know, donate whatever level there. You can check out all the different levels and rewards for the levels. Patreon.com slash podcast about something. If you don't want to commit to the uh, monthly, you know, you know, donating every month, basically like Patreon makes you sign up for. Uh, we have a PayPal that you can just send whatever you think would be helpful. Um, again, it, it is not free to run a podcast. Any any little bit helps uh, with hosting costs, new equipment, things like that. So um, that PayPal is a podcast about something at gmail.com. Uh, so send it there if, if you've got anything. Uh, that's all for today. Um, as always, the music is provided by Those Cats. Check them out on Twitter and uh, on Bandcamp and anywhere else you get music, obviously. Thanks for listening. Stay classy. Why do we just keep